Blog Talk Radio. Make love to myself. You know the song, and we're going to talk to the singer. Plus, a visit from one of L.A.'s top producers and composers. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, here at Music Friday Live, and we are brought to you by World Arts, which is a global platform for musicians, fans, and the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez. Now, remember, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can always call in 347-215-7511, or, you know, if you're seeing their work and you can't really call in, Email us. Email your questions and your comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Today, we are going to talk with rising star Lauren Ruth Ward and with L.A. record producer and composer for film and TV, Jared Faber. This is going to be quite a show. Well, first of all, I want to say hi to all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and all their radio affiliates out there in the East Coast. And also hi to those of you who are listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes or who are listening to us in London on the Artist Echoes Network. I know you'll be listening to us tonight because you're in bed right now. So if you are listening to us on a rebroadcast or if you're listening to us on one of the East Coast stations or on a podcast, just go ahead and email your questions, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we will forward them on. And for those of you who may have noticed, regular listeners, yes, I still have a little bit of a cold. Sorry about that. But um, it'll be okay. Don't worry. It's uh, the same wonderful program. Well, before our first guest, I want you all to know about a great global platform for musicians and for fans in the music industry. It's World Arts, and I'm going to let them tell you about themselves. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. Well, we're back. And I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here at Music Friday Live. And as a partner with with, uh, World Arts, you know, I want you to know that we're part of World Arts and you should be there too. So that's www.worldarts.com. It's free. Sign up. You'll be glad you did. Well, I was introduced to our first guest by the executive producer of Balcony TV here in Los Angeles, who took me to a performance by Lauren Ruth Ward at a Hollywood venue blew me away the -hmm. power and the emotion that poured off the stage like a cresting river was massive to say the least so i booked her for a guest segment here immediately after performance ward is new to la a transplant from her hometown of baltimore maryland and she plunged headfirst into the la music scene playing at virtually every showcase and small and mid-sized venue in this huge city of music If hard work alone was the key to success, she's guaranteed to be a star. But as we all know, success in music requires not only hard work, but talent. And she's got it. From the bleeding edge of songwriting to belting blues, she can move audiences both physically and emotionally. And she's moving fast. Lauren, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you for that introduction. You're so kind. Well, like Henry Kissinger used to say, it has the added advantage of being true. And I know that because I've seen you live. Well, you've been a very busy girl since you've arrived in L.A. Have you always been this hardworking? Are you one of those people who just can't stand still? Yeah, yeah. And and when did you start making music? Um, I started writing poetry and writing songs when I was about 13 or 14, but I didn't take music um, like seriously 
like, um, you know, writing songs with the intention of other people hearing them, not just, you know, for cathartic purposes. Uh, when I was 19. Wow. Okay. Well, you've certainly moved fast uh, from there. And, and uh, the music I saw, at, I guess it was at the No Name, was high octane, to say, to say the least. So I want to give our, our audience a little sample of what I'm talking about. This is Make Love to Myself. Buddy, I don't need you. I can make love to myself. If you think I'm a lonesome, you're laughing to yourself. Cause I'm a something else. That, that that song was uh, inspired by a specific incident that you, you were hit on some random guy. But besides that, is, is the message still true uh, that you are, and by extension, other women are quite capable of taking care of yourself? Yeah, yeah. And it's a collective of things. You know, I like to keep it um, open for the listener, you know, to take from it. So, yeah, whether it's, you know, just kind of a, a middle finger to a bad experience, um, again, just like a cathartic release, or if it's like an anthem of just self-love, both both work. Okay, all right. Well, the, the arrangement in that, uh, especially that real driving drum beat, really underscores the personal strength in the message, and, and it says, this is important, this is the way it is. Did you have to work on that to, to, to get just the right music and message together, or did it just flow? That was one that definitely came out in like a, like, I think like 30 minutes. I had the, um, I had the concept in my mind, you know, the, the, the song title and the, uh, um, just the general like vibe. Like I had, I, it was one of those ones where I was really lucky. My brain was just going so fast. I needed to like, my fingers wouldn't have worked fast enough. I, iPhones are amazing. I like uh, click on my voice memo and I, I had so many one-liners just about like, Oh yeah, and then this, and you think this? Well, I think this. I had to cut back so much, um, and then I, uh, I'm kind of, I, I don't know. I'm like a B guitar player. I don't know, maybe a C guitar player. Um, I started playing guitar when I was a teenager, just to have something to sing to, and I, I've just kind of plateaued, and that's just my comfort zone. I don't really care to ever be a lead guitarist, but I, I, it sounds like, I guess, kind of, uh, I don't know, silly, but. I, I wanted to write a song on guitar uh, where I was finger picking more just to kind of push myself. So that whole song, I, I like Nashville tuned my guitar and just started finger picking. And yeah, it, it, I was like, Oh, this is the song that I'm going to finger pick to. And then it just, it, it happened in my, 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 uh, my kitchen in like 30 minutes. My kitchen wow. has really good acoustics. That's like my, that, my zone. 
Wow, that fits quite a story, and it's such a, a nice, hard-rocking song, as, as are many of your songs. But I want our Thank audience you. to know that your range is broader than that, so I want to play a little bit of another song. This is Burden. Okay, now let's get this off my chest. Made a burden for my travel and pulled me down into your deepest depths. Should have left me on the calm, cold surface. I could listen to that all day. So, so what was the inspiration mm-hmm. for a song named Burden? You know, Burden was pretty, pretty exact. Um, I was about to leave Baltimore and move out here. And it was just my um, a reflection of my relationship with everything, my career, just, you know, my entire life. Um, and just, you know, being torn. Um, the first line just kind of gives it away. Um, made yeah. a burden for my travel. I just... I didn't, I didn't want to, I wasn't running um, from something, uh, which, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, when you have like a bad breakup and you, you, you know, you have a breakup rather, not a bad one necessarily. And you and the person are like, okay, this is super mature, but it almost makes it harder in the way of getting, you know, getting past it fully because you almost just wish that that person could be rude or, you know, to, you know, so you could get angry. Like I wasn't, I wasn't running from something. I was running towards something. And, you know, my life in Maryland was so awesome and beautiful. And uh, it was like kind of a, it was, it was a little hard for me to leave. Um, and all the things that were said to be potentially, um, you know, the things that yeah. I'm doing right now here, they were just kind of thoughts um, here, meaning L.A. Um, well, like, I was uh, just like, um yeah, it just kind of weighed on me, and burden popped out, and there was a love interest involved, you know, that kind of put the words together in my head, because love always um, really gets my wheels turning um, poetically. <laughs> <Everybody>. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love the way your your voice just floats over the snare drum on that, and you've got a really good drummer, and uh, that your drummer Thank knows you. how to support your, your voice, and um, uh, you, the drumming you know, on that one. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, the the burden was the single off of um a five song EP that that's super folk. Um we only have two songs with uh, the air quote new sound out, make love being one of them. Um and we're we're about to release two more in these next six weeks. Um Yay. and then yeah, and then a full length in August. Very excited. Um I it, but I, I met a, a, a man named Spike, um, is Brilliant Brandon Phillips. He's in a couple other bands. He's he's incredible, and I just got super duper duper lucky. I knew the second that I met him, it was like a couple weeks after moving to Los Angeles at the beginning of 2015, and I, I knew how lucky I was just because of how kind he was. And no matter what song I brought to him, and I, I'm not very technical, and I've had. I've had some bad experiences with people who are too right brain when it comes to music. Um, the ones who are right brain and don't, uh, the ones who are right brain and don't appreciate the left brain. You know what I mean? Like you can be yeah. either or, and it's not that black and white, but I am so left brain. I'm just like, I don't know. You know, it's, it's all, it's all make believe. Um, well, it works. And, yeah. So he, he's just really great. And that's, that's all him that song was just me and a guitar up until he came around and yeah, he brought everything to, he brought that EP to life. That EP so he, is just, was he uh, drumming on that? Yes. That, that whole EP is just Spike and I, um, okay. and my friend, Sam, he did lead guitar on burden. Um, but yeah, that's all. It was just the, the two of us oh. for a while. Okay. My drummer we now, t- India, she's incredible. Yes, she is. And, uh, yeah. I've, I've been listening to her, you know, there's a, it's interesting. There's a growing sisterhood of drummers in Los Angeles. Uh, Veronica there Bellino is. with Hidden Circus and Beth Goodfellow with We Are the West and Joanna Rubio. Sal Franco. Yeah, right. You know, Nikki Valerie, Campbell, yeah, Bellina. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's, it's very interesting to see uh, not only drums, but also bass, too. Um, yep. Good, strong sisterhoods coming up there. We are talking sure. with uh, Lauren uh, uh, Ruth Ward about her new songs, about her drummers, about her EP, and about her huge musical range. And you can talk with her, too. You can call in 347-215-7511. Or you can email us. And some of you are already emailing us, but I'm going to tell you the address anyway, uh, Music Friday live at gmail.com Let, let's do some of the emails um samson in los angeles wants to know i knew we were going to get this one um your video from make love to myself what's with the blonde girl oh that's amy cooney she is a singer songwriter um she's very cool I, I met her and um you know i had the intention of directing i directed that music video uh, i storyboarded it and um tested it and it was my baby and I had this vision for who I wanted to play my opposite and Amy is actually friends with uh, my girlfriend and so of course I talked to my girlfriend and was just like hey listen I got this concept you know and I <laughs> you know got her permission in a way you know yeah. because I wanted I needed that um, affirmation and and I approached Amy and Amy's very uh, quiet but she's very mysterious and I just was like just be yourself and she nailed it and she doesn't act. She's she's so good. Have you ever acted? Not very lucky. Um, just in friends things, like you know, short, okay. um, you, you know, projects. Well but no, yeah, thank okay. you. I I think that's going to be maybe something I, I I would love to get into that later on in life when I've got some more time. Okay, well, you're in the right place for it. Rodolo yeah. in, in Hollywood wants to know, um, when do you play live next? And, of course, you've got a show coming up at the Echo. You want to tell us about it? I would love to. Um, we are releasing a single called Did I Offend You? It's a super special song. It's the first one I wrote with my guitarist about nine months ago. And um, it's, we are releasing it um, on the 14th. But this Sunday, the 9th, we play at the Echo with War Girl and Slugs. Um, yeah, and we're gonna be giving uh, we're gonna be giving away free download cards so you can listen to it about a week before we put it out. Um, Yay! And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What time do you go on? Do you know? I play at ten thirty sharp. It's gonna be an easy show. It's 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 doors are at eight. First band goes on yeah. eight thirty. Um, yeah, one two skidoo. Okay. Well, it's the echo, so those times are all ish. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I want to play another part of, uh, of your range. I want to play uh, a song called I Feel Cool. Okay. taken on uh, more of a rock life um but yeah it's it's interesting you know right now we're focusing on um the songs that we have available online to you know show people but it's it's that's the ep and it's still it's chapter one and um but right now we um we are we're super energetic i have a wireless microphone now so i run around on stage and get down in the crowd and 
um, we're a bit louder, but, but the songs are definitely um, dynamic. We, we keep a dynamic so you can still hear lyrics, and that's uh, really important to me. Well, if I recall, when I saw you at the No Name, you did the same thing. You got down off the stage and uh, yeah. you're dancing with the crowd. Yeah, that's a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, go for it. You, you were you were telling me offline about the song that you're uh, you're going to preview at at the Echo, and there's only one place people can can listen to it now. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, um, we did our first so far sounds uh, almost a year ago. And they record your first session, so sweet. And um, that video, we chose Did I Offend You as uh, the song for them to record. So you can hear it on YouTube if you just type in Did I Offend You, Lauren Ruth Ward, So Far Sounds. Um, and you and it's just Eddie and I. thousand views already? Yeah, it's doing really well. It's, uh, I yeah, think it's okay. because it's a, it's a sweet song. It's like a feel-good. Um, and also, it was the only, for you know the past year, it's the only... Uh, or nine months or so. I think I think we did it in like June, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, it's the only place you could have heard it up until uh, up until now. Well, I did watch the video, and it's a great song. So uh, I'm looking forward Thank to you. it to, to coming out. Some more email. Mischief in New York City wants to know: Do you ever plan to come back to the East Coast and play for your fans here? Yes, I do. Um, we're actually going on my first tour. Um, uh, the end of May, beginning of June, and it's going to be on the East Coast. We are um, opening up for LP at the Bowery Ballroom on uh, Sunday, May 28th, and also playing U Street Music Hall in D.C., and that's going to be um, that following Tuesday, which I believe is the uh, the 30th, May 30th. Um, And we're going to get some shows. We've got two that we're going to announce soon in uh, Baltimore, and we might be doing um, a baby's all right that we're going to announce. Um, yeah. But we'll, we're going to put all that out. Uh, yeah, like like next week we're going to announce the East Coast tour. Very, 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 very excited. So all your your Baltimore homies can come and see you. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, well, somebody else wants to come wants you to come down there. Regina in San Diego wants to know. Well, she says tour down here. You have lots of fans. The girls love you. Come see the girls. Oh, so sweet. You know what? We just booked a San Diego show. Um, we're gonna play um, on May 13th, Saturday, May 13th. We are playing a big showcase. Um, we're gonna headline a, a showcase for So Far Sounds, San Diego. Yay! For yeah. all of our listeners who may not be familiar, So Far stands for Sounds from a Room. It's an international organization based in London that produces house concerts, essentially, uh, all over the world, 190 cities now. And uh, yeah. you should you should log on. I, I go to the ones here in L.A. probably twice a yeah, month. Great organization. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. So uh, so log on and you can catch her at a SoFar Sound in San Diego. Well, we've got a little bit of time, just a little bit. So I want to play okay. one more song here. And this is uh, Heat Okay, cool. There's a heart in the state, beats the old embrace Just to be in the grace of your negative state Tell it not to be so damn naive But when my brain agrees, oh, you better believe it's not like it's me And when I satisfy all the feeling devours me, it's not like it's me There's no heart in my place, I have That is um, quite a song, and, and I, we, we didn't have time to, to play it, I, I, the whole thing, but later on you get really intense in, in that song. And uh, yeah. so I recommend all of our, our listeners that they listen to the whole thing. So where do people go to get your music? Um, it's uh, Lauren Ruth Ward, uh, everything, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, um, and the best place to go to know uh, when our next shows are is my Instagram or my like page. My Instagram is, I would say, number one choice. Okay. Everything so, backslash oh. Lauren Ruth Ward. 
All right. So everybody should follow you. They should also, if you if you're not on Instagram, um, go to uh, Lauren Ruth Ward Music dot com, which is kind of a launching place for all the various places you can uh, you can find her music and also find her schedule. Yeah. And don't forget, she's got a show coming up at the Echo. She's got a show coming up in San Diego. She's going to be in the East Coast, all over the place. Hardworking lady. Thank you so much for taking a little time out from that schedule to talk with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. All right. Now, we are going to take a a quick break uh, while we uh, take a little trip to Mexico. So don't go away. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja, California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at mysanfelipevacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. Yes, and you will see me in San Felipe. So if you're in Southern California, Arizona, San Felipe is, you know, a few hours away by car. You can actually drive down there. So check it out, mysanfelipevacation.com. Use the code MFLA5, and you will get a 5% discount. Remember, that's mysanfelipevacation.com, MFLA5, to get the discount. You'll be really glad you did. Well, I am so happy our next guest decided to move to Los Angeles from his native New York in 1999 when a TV composing opportunity presented itself. Jared Faber has been writing music for Nickelodeon and working with other songwriters in New York, but L.A. called him in the form of an opportunity to compose for the Emmy-nominated series as told by Ginger. Well, he answered that call. He moved to La La Land, and that kicked off a career that has garnered Grammy and Emmy nominations and awards, a Latin Grammy, a long list of music for TV and films, plus his own music, plus producing award-winning records for others in both Los Angeles and Cuba. And I could go on and on, but better yet, here he is. Jared, thank you so much, and welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you, Patrick, for uh, listening to that. It sounds like I sounds like I actually do something. That's- <laughs> Never heard it like that. <laughs> Appreciate that. Like I said, I could have gone on a, and on, but uh, it's more I fun to talk with a, you. A guy in my you... spare room playing a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, you've got a long list of credits uh, composing for animation. Um, well, well, let me ask you why animation? Is there something about the art form and children's programming that, that calls to you? Uh, initially, it really was just the first place that I was finding opportunities uh, to work. And, you know, as, as, as anybody who starts to, you know, follow this sort of path soon realizes whatever you, whatever you do, people immediately assume that that's what you do, you know? So in other words, one, one just led to another, you know, you know, very soon I, 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 you know, once I had one opportunity, I had a few of those opportunities and, um, and then I, I kind of quickly moved to to change that um, and then later kind of realized that I like doing it a lot. So now I've sort of come back around to it in a more deliberate way. Yeah. OK. Well, I, I remember college counselors when I was a professor telling students that the first job you take out of school can frequently determine the rest of your career. So I guess that happens in music, too. Well, yeah. You got your start in L.A. with the Nickelodeon program as told by Ginger. But I, mm-hmm. I want to play. Uh, let me play a little bit of the theme song of of that to to give people an idea of um you know just kind of what that means here we go someone once told me the grass is much greener on the other side
musically, pardon my, my saying this, but that's just great pop rock, right? Now, Thanks, yeah. How did you know that that would encompass the spirit of the show? Um, well, the, the, the show creator is, is a good friend of mine, Emily Kapnick, who I've known for years and have worked with for years. Um, we're friends since high school. Um, and so a lot of, you know, I, I would say that the answer to that question, a lot of it lies with her. She, she often knows exactly what she wants and what she feels like the show should feel like. And, you know, um, she wrote the lyrics to that. And, um, but, in a, you know, she also, you know, has a, has a lot of ideas about tone. Um, initially that's, we had talked about doing something that was a little more, um, well, that's Macy Gray singing that song, and that that kind of came up uh, after the song was already written and had kind of gone in the, the 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 feel of the song had gone in a different direction prior, um, maybe a little bit more electronic, a little bit more rock, um, and uh, it was right when Macy Gray had just you know gotten the Grammy for Best New Artist after her first album came out. I don't know yeah. how it came to us that she became our theme song singer, but that happened. And so, you know, we kind of, I, I tried to tailor it a little bit to her vibe and, and fit what we wanted to do with the show. And you actually tried two other singers too with that, didn't you? Yeah. You know, they had tried to, the, um, because they didn't know what was going to come through. They had had a couple of the actors from the show uh, perform the song as well, which all sounded great, but it was, yeah. it was an amazing treat when we got Macy Gray to do it. I'll, I'll bet. Well, I want to play a, a medley of other theme songs and then talk a little bit about uh, matching music to moving images. These are uh, theme songs from three other um, animations. cut of course was the theme from Mr. Men a children's book mm-hmm. series produced for television the second one was Pleasant Nightmare the theme from a, uh, a father daughter sitcom series um, I've, got to, I've got to make sure I say this right Suburgatory yeah. right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which was sung by my friend Ali J and then the third one was the theme song from the romantic comedy TV series Selfie each very different so when you sit down and you write a theme for a series, how do you go about taking the heart of the show and putting it into less than a minute of music? Uh, how do I? I mean, the, the, the Mr. Men, you know, was, it was a very, it was a pretty silly, wacky show. You know, it was, it was geared toward a very young audience, but was, I would say, pretty genuinely funny, even though it was, you know, definitely... A, a real kids show, um, maybe just past preschool age show. Um, but so, you know, it also, the show is, is, um, and I don't know, I don't know even know exactly what this means musically, but I, you know, I knew the show was, uh, were from England. So I felt like, I don't know if there was some sort of Britishness to what I wanted to do. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just, uh, you know, looked it at it come. and, you know, just thought about what that meant to me and played around and hoped that they liked something that I tried and they liked that. And so that uh, one's do, do you, do you watch the programs or research the audience for the programs? Yeah. I mean, typically I'm, I, I, I'm working as the score composer and the theme songwriter. And a lot of times when I do the theme song, I've actually already scored one or two episodes. 
So, you know, that, that happens sometimes. So I already have kind of created a tone for the show and I know what the show feels like. Um, you know, and, that, and that's how okay. it goes. Yeah, but in, okay. in the case of the other two songs, which were actually the, the two uh, ABC sitcom songs, those were also Emily Kapnick projects. And um, in, you know, in both cases, again, she has a real specific idea in, in, in those she may have even, uh, I think in the case of both of those, she might have even sung me a concept, you know, huh. that was real yeah. close to where it, where it turned out. Well, when you when you work with somebody that who you've known, like you said, since high school, uh, do you complete each other's thoughts? Do you know what the other person's sort of looking at? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think we share an aesthetic, or I understand what I understand her shorthand. You know, um, you know, she she might, you know, she she could say something in 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 terms that might not mean anything to anybody else. Sometimes when we're spotting a show, it's when we're going over the show with myself and, and, uh, and the music editor and, uh, you know, some the music supervisor and discussing where music needs to go. And they, you know, sometimes she'll say something like, uh, I don't know, this is, this is too frothy. I, somehow I know what that means. <laughs> you know, it's not really a musical term. We've just been, you know, we've just been, we've just been in it for a while. You know, I, I, uh, sometimes as soon as something plays that might've been uh, temporarily placed, I, I, I know I have a sense. I don't always know, but I have a sense of whether it's going to fly with her or not. So, you know, but, yeah. but each time she usually brings a different, you know, she wants to bring a different tone each time. So it sometimes takes a little while to find that. Is it uh, a little more, more difficult to work with other producers who you don't have that simpatico with? Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's on a case by case basis. Sometimes you just uh, lock in with someone. I, I think with all collaborations, the same thing with artists and, you know, yeah. hopefully you, you kind of keep up the relationships and it, you, you work multiple times, hopefully, with, with the people who it, it seems to click with. Sure. You know, but in, in, in all those other cases, you just try to figure out what, what, what they need, because that's really the, the job is to serve what they need. Okay. We are talking with uh, Jared Faber, who's a composer, a producer, an artist, and somebody whose music you've probably heard on the radio, on television, or at the Cineplex. You can talk with them, too. You can call us at 347-215-7511, or you can email us, and the, uh, the emails are coming in, but I'll say it anyway, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let, let's, let's, let's go to a couple of emails. I knew we were going to get this one, so why don't we take it first? Uh, this is uh, Margolin and Eureka, and Margolin wants to know, how do I get music into TV? Mm. Apparently, Margolin is a musician. Um. I mean, as a, as a songwriter or, or an artist, uh, you know, you, a lot of times that music gets placed through music supervisors, um, not through someone like me. I'm, you know, I'm the composer usually, and I'm usually brought in for the original music and for the underscore. Um, songs that get placed usually get, you know, found by uh, the music supervisor and the music supervisors. How do they find the music? I don't know. I don't know. They, you know, they're, they're, Yeah. You know, you got to hit them up. You got to send them, send, send music. There's ways to find out who, who's working on shows. Um, There's actually, she's welcome to send me an email and I I can uh, be a little more specific about it, but um, it seems like it would be a whole conversation to get into. Yeah, I'll bet. Well, there are agencies that actually deal with that, Margolin. You should uh, do a little research there. Teresa in Tampa wants to know if you have children. I do. I have a daughter. She's uh, three and a half years old, almost four years old. And now she's uh, she's actually loving the Mr. Men, which uh, makes it extra fun for me. And uh, Teresa also wants to know, after answering that question, if you um, ever watch uh, kid shows with your children or child. Yeah. You know, I mean, so I so you know, when we started, you know, watching just a little, little, little bit of, you know, programming here and there, we we're kind of tried not to put her in front of screens too much, but uh, yeah, I, f- I found a couple that, I, that were great. And, you know, and I, of course I check out the music and see which ones I, I think are doing a good job. And some of them are. We have a, uh, a question here from um, Laverne in Austin. It's kind of interesting. It says, when you write music for a children's show or an animation, do you ever identify with any of the characters? <laughs> 
sure. I mean, the, the cool thing about uh, I'll talk about as told by Ginger, and that was a, that was kind of a special show. Um, it, it didn't, you know, it's it's not a didn't last and become as as classic as some of Nickelodeon's other shows. But it was it was interesting because it was about two kids who uh, were living with their mom, a single mom, a dad who was not around most of the time. And it was just, it would just was really, you know, it was just, it felt like a real situation. It felt like a real show. And, and, and it's not, so when I say I could identify with it, it wasn't, it wasn't that I specifically identified with those characters from personal experience uh, so much as it just felt so real. You know, there was, there was, there was episodes that I worked on that were just touching, Wow. you know? And um, so, yes, sure. Even which in animation, course, sometimes you can identify with the characters. It, which is of course a testament to the writers and, and the director and the animators too, that they can evoke those kinds of feelings. And Absolutely. Which, uh, if, if you don't watch children's programming, which I don't, cause my, my daughter is uh, in her mid twenties now. Uh, you don't realize that, that these, these are also works of arts. Well, in, a, in addition to composing and producing music for film and television, you also produce individual artists, and including our recent guest, uh, Warren Pierce, and also you produce for Jacob Jeffries, who has an album coming out. So why don't we listen to yes. one of his uh, new songs? This is Hometowns. In a gust of wind No one knows the shape I'm in What good can come from anything At all At all In a way Just uh, blows me away, and and it's just really remarkable. It brings up a question, though, at least for me, um, where, and when you're working with an artist like that, where does his songwriting end and your production begin? Uh, on most of the songs, he and I really just started from scratch together, uh, and and wrote, and. Um, you know, we had a kind of direction that we wanted to go and, and some, you know, we tried to follow that and, um, you know, but he's such a strong writer. Uh, and in the case of that song, Hometowns, you really, really hear his stamp of songwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. think unquestionably I couldn't claim to have, you know, uh, you know, uh, I couldn't have come to that on my own, you know, and it's very, it's a personal song for him. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, so on different songs, we, we have sort of, uh, uh, we could contribute to it in different ways. Um, but most of the time we just start together in the room, you know, and, um, you know, we just try to follow it and try to follow each other and, and, and try to hold on to the ideas that we think are the best ideas in the room in that moment. You know, do, um, do songwriters, uh, ever come to you with an idea, but not a written out song? Yeah, I think I think that happens. Um, I mean, I would say in, in, even in, in the case of Jacob, there was a few of those where he might have had a sketch. He might have had been he might have been playing around with some chords and a melody on the piano. And I might have said, oh, man, that first part, I love that. And maybe it goes here. And, you know, and then we just kind of, you know, we kind of run with it. And um, and production wise, this record, you know, just a, a little bit about Jacob is, you know, this is. I could be wrong about the exact number, but I'm going to say this is either going to be his fourth or fifth release. And most of his music in the past is very, um, it's sort of piano rock, uh, sort of, it's real band music. Um, and he's a piano player and it, it kind of leads from the piano. 
And, um, you know, we, we kind of had a deliberate departure here. And a lot of our stuff on, on this record is a little more electronic or a little bit more produced, you know, has some just more sonic stuff going on. And, uh, you know, that's certainly where I came in. Uh, but once we start going there, he's got tons of ideas about what the parts should be. And, you know, he likes this part, but not that part. Or, you know, we, we kind of just go back and forth. It, you know, we really, um, we really honed this, this, we have a little, you know, an EP coming out. It's just six songs and we really honed those six songs. Um, when, when you say um, that you go back and forth, does this mean that, that each song has a number of takes and each one is kind of different? Um, it might mean that we, we've, we've worked on a song for a day and gotten it into a place where we really like it. And then we're both listening to it on our own and driving around town, listening to it and making notes and then coming back and saying, you know what? I don't think this part of the song is that strong. I think we should redo it. I think that the drums don't sound right. I think this, I think, or I love this part. It should be featured more, you know, and that, and that process is more than one round of revision. It's, you know, we, we were going back and forth over stuff for quite some time, you know, until we felt like they were solid. We have um, an email here from um, um, Atlan in Dallas that I think bears on this. And Atlan wants to know how much of the final song is actually done after you record it and how much of it is done in the recording or does it vary by song? I would say it does vary by song. Some of those songs, you know, and, and each project is different. You know, and I'm just strictly talking about the Jacobs project. You know, some of those songs started where I might have made a little bit of a skeleton of a track before he came, and I'd play it for him and say, "What do you think about this?" And he'd start singing ideas on it. Sometimes it came where he had an idea and he'd play it for me on the piano, and then we'd start building it. Um, I, I feel like it was all fairly organic, but it wasn't really instantaneous. It was it was really labored over. You know, as opposed to, you know, when you, you spoke with me about the Warren Pierce project where Chris and Sonny of Warren Pierce would, would we, the three of us would sit in the studio and we would write a song together. And then once we felt like we had it, we would record it and we were basically done. Wow. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not, we don't, I don't do that with Jacob. You know, we, we really, um, it's just a different approach, a different style of music and going for something uh, sonically well, well, different. Since you since you mentioned Warren Pierce, um, why don't we play a little bit of one of those songs that uh, you recorded uh, for them? Here's on and on. We're calling out to you, everybody. We gotta move. We've been down way too long. It's all right to right the wrong. We're gonna walk, we're gonna crawl, gonna make it through it all, through the fire, through the rain, won't stop fighting until we see again. On and on the tears will flow, on and on that's all we know, on and on still so far to go. I could listen to their music all day long. In fact, uh, when, when we had them on the air here the day before, I did listen to their music all day long. And you, yeah. you said that they're, they're easy in the studio. You just do it. Yeah, I mean, and, and it isn't to say that somebody's easy and somebody isn't easy, but they we work in a quick in, in a quick manner with them. You know, it's uh it's really instantaneous. You know, we we kind of just we literally just sit around with acoustic guitars until we have something that we like, and when we like it, we hit record. I, I'm I'm usually prepared, all set up to be recording. You know, before they get there, I know what how many mics I need for everybody, and. And when, when, when we have something that we like, we just take a few takes until we have the take that we think is the best one. We don't do much editing. We don't, you know, fix any vocals or punch in or, you know, anything like that. No, you know, not much as, yeah. as far as studio trickery, you know, yeah. I, I might do something with the drums after the fact and 
do some things to bring the production a little, uh, give it a little bit of a modern punch, but you know, the performance is exactly what the three of us did in the studio that day. And as is the song. And you know, it, it has a, that feeling to it. it. It's, it's not manufactured. It comes from the heart. And it, so you, you definitely I mean, accomplished that. They're tremendous. They're tremendous. Yeah, I they mean, really both, are. both of them in their own right and in, in different ways, just bring so much. Um, uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to me that you can shift from music for Scooby-Doo to music for CSI Miami <laughs> to Jacob Jeffries to Deep South Folk Rock, right? <laughs> How did you acquire such a wide ear? Do you listen to sort of all kinds of music all the time? Man, just growing up trying to figure out how I was going to possibly make a living as a musician, uh, you know, that just seemed to be, uh, I, you know, that along with the fact that I just like a lot of music and it seemed crazy to me to pick a, pick one that I had to do. But, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, maybe my, my, my feelings of not being sort of, uh, uh, you know, virtuoso or, you know, that type of musician, I just felt like, man, I better have my bases covered, you know, I better know <laughs> about more than one thing because, uh, you know, it's, it's more fun that so, way. You know, interestingly, you bring that up. I, I was at a, um, a session of the LA um, um, chapter of the uh, AES, the association of audio engineers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the topics uh, that was brought up was the fact that, um, the music industry this year accounted for about $7 billion, which sounds like a lot until you realize that that's half of what it was in 2005. And half of that $7 billion came from streaming. And most of that came from one place, Spotify. And everybody's right. kind of tiptoeing a little bit. Um, so I guess you do have to, to do a lot of different things to make a living in this industry. Yeah, well, it it's, it's becomes more and more challenging every day. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, and I'll, all I have to, 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 my comment to that is musicians must get paid. So don't steal music. Don't borrow music. Pay for music. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's just yeah. a little message to all my listeners out there, but they've heard that one before. Uh, we're getting, uh, we're beginning to get a little tight on time, but uh, I've got, we, 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 we have to play the music from Havana. So here we go. This is uh, um, Pale Calle. Ladies and gentlemen, bienvenidos a la nueva experiencia de leyenda urbana. Si quieres saber de la calle, pregunta mami, que ahí nací, ahí crecí. Escuchen lo que me convertí sin miedo, de aquí nunca me fui. Vamos a continuar con nuestros quehaceres, ron, party, fiesta y mujeres. Collar, mete lo que quieres, pero no te aceleres, aceleres. Continuar, esto es fiesta, que venga la cerveza, el tabaco y el ron, pa' poderle meter el vacilón, y sin embargo, tenemos que subir la intención, mujeres, un grito bien arriba, para que la fiesta siga, que no se diga, somos latinos, dile a los vecinos, que el ruido más alto ya vino. All right, there's another example of all the different kinds of music that uh, you play. Uh, tell us about that one. Okay, yeah, that was a fun one and probably probably, uh, definitely one of the things I'm most proud of and was the most fun. Um, around 2005, 2006, I was, uh, I was in L.A. working on TV music and feeling a little creatively stagnant. And I started uh, just for fun and trying to find a a creative outlet. I started working uh, with a friend of mine who goes by the name of Cool Kojak. And Kojak has gone on uh, since that time to be quite a successful uh, pop music producer in his own right, done all kinds of stuff. But um, at that time, we were just kind of messing around, just making music, making electronic music, making beats. Um, And I was just looking to you know, not, you know, kind of be stuck in the sitcom and animation music that I was doing. And we were kind of just, 
This was in Havana? No, well, eventually, but this is before Havana. This is just oh, okay. in L.A., just the two of us just making music. And in, in, in searching to try to find a, a, a bit of a vibe, a bit of a, a direction to go with the, the experiments we were doing, we were kind of just playing with, you know, just loosely with a, with a Latin kind of thing. You know, we were listening to, we were listening to like 70s New York salsa and, you know, just, you know, just kind of lightly infusing some, uh, some Latin vibe into the music we were doing. And then an opportunity came up to go to Havana. And it kind of all happened at the same time as a, as a TV show I was working on got canceled. And so my schedule opened up and I wound up just kind of, you know, for fun, wound up going to Havana for, uh, for a, a week and, um, you know, planned to use that opportunity to contribute to this project that we had started, Kojak and I, which we were calling Urban Legend. And um, Kojak knew a, pro- uh, a producer down there, a guy who could help us get some musicians and book a studio. And um, I'd been watching these documentaries on Cuban hip hop at that time. And uh, we went down there and uh, had a few days in a studio and brought in some musicians and we brought the tracks that we'd started here in LA um, and we recorded and we, you know, we overdubbed musicians on top of, you know, we kind of just combined styles and overdubbed, you know, the sort of the real, the real cats over, our version yeah. of what, what what we were doing, <laughs> and it and, came uh, out really really well. Uh, it was cool. We are, in KCRW, in, if I have, do I have time? Or? Uh, we're real quick. Got about thirty seconds. Oh, just you know, you know, it, it got a little buzz in LA. KCRW was playing it. College and indie played it around the country, yeah. and then we got a bunch of placements out of it. And after that, kind of like I was saying earlier about like when, with the animation thing. Once I did animation, people thought I was the animation guy. All of a sudden, I was the Latin music guy. And I started working with a bunch of Latin artists and that changed the trajectory of everything. Wow. What a great story. Well, we are unfortunately out of time and I, we should have you back on. There's so many more stories real quick. Where would you like people to go to hear your music and the music of the people you produce? Yeah. The links to pretty much everything I work on are at my website, which is jaredfaber.com. J A R E D F A B E R.com. Okay, and, and and people should especially take a look at Warren Pierce, and they should take a look at Urban Legends, and uh, they should take. Uh, you got a new album coming out too with Jeffries, with Jacob Jeffries. So mm-hmm. yep. everybody should should go there and follow follow what you do, and follow the uh, musicians. And remember, musicians must get paid. That's part of the deal. All right, we're going to have to say goodbye now. But thank you so much for taking the time uh, out of your very busy schedule to be with us today. I appreciate it. It was a blast. I enjoy talking with you. And we enjoy talking with you. You have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates and the Artist uh, Echoes Network in London. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bardlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, Music Friday. And don't forget, we're also on iTunes. Be here next Friday. Really wild show. Ginny and the Mexicats and the Afro-Cuban All-Stars. Get ready to dance. Boy, this is going to be something else. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll uh, give you more information on the guest. That's it for now. Have a great musical weekend, and we're going to leave you with a little more of Pali Kali. Ladies and gentlemen, bienvenidos a la nueva experiencia de leyenda urbana. de la calle pregunta mami que ahí nací ahí crecí escuchen lo que me convertí sin miedo de aquí nunca me fui vamos a continuar con nuestros quehaceres ron party fiesta y mujeres coya mete lo que quieres pero no te maceleres aceres vamos a continuar esto es fiesta que venga la cerveza el tabaco y el ron pa poderle meter el vacilón y sin embargo tenemos que subir la intención mujeres un grito bien arriba que no se diga, somos latinos, dile a los vecinos, que el ruido más alto ya vino.